0: The service of prayer and preaching for the second Sunday after Trinity, June 13th, 2021. The first hymn is LSB 760, What God Ordains is Always Good.
1: is always good, he never will deceive me. He leads me in his righteous way, and never will he leave me. I take content what he has sent, his hand that sends me sent. Churn my tears to gladness. What God ordains is always good, is loving what attends me. No poison can be in the cup that my physician sends me. My God is true. I trust his grace unending, my life to him commanding. What God ordains is always good, he is my friend and father. He suffers not to do me harm, Many storms may gather. Now I may know both joy and woe. Someday I shall see clearly. That he has loved me dearly. What God ordains is always good. Though I the cup and now of bitterness I take it without shrinking for after grief God gives relief my heart with comfort filling and all my sorrows stilling what God ordains is sorrow, need, or death be mine. I shall not be forsaken. I fear no harm, for with his arm he shall embrace and shield me. So to my God I yield me.
0: This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Sanctify us in your truth. Your word is truth. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.
1: my strength and my son and he has become my salvation. With joy will you draw water from the wells of salvation and you will say in that day give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples Proclaim that his name is exalted. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth, Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitants of Zion! For great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and He has become my salvation the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. The Lord God is my strength and my song has become my salvation.
0: A reading from Proverbs, the ninth chapter. Wisdom builds her house. She carves out her seven pillars. She slaughters her slaughter. She mixes her wine. Also, she arranges her table. She sends out her servant girls. She calls upon the highest heights of the city. Whoever is young, turn in here. To the one in want of heart she says to him, Come, bread of my bread, and drink of the wine I mix. Let go of young and live, and go straight in the way of understanding. He who disciplines a mocker takes to him ignominy, and he adjudges to the wicked is injured. Do not adjudge a mocker lest he hate you. Adjudge to the wise, and he will love you. Give to the wise, and the wise is still more. Teach to the righteous, and add learning. Beginning of wisdom is fear of Yahweh, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The intro is verses from Psalm 18.
1: support. In the day of my calamity, he brought me out into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. For you save a humble people, but the haughty eyes you bring down. This God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. For this I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations, and sing to your name. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever, Amen. The Lord was my support in the day of my calamity. He brought me out into a broad place.
0: He rescued me because he delighted in me. A reading from 1 John, the third chapter. Do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In a reading from Luke, the 14th chapter. When one of those who reclined at the table with Jesus heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. But he said to him, A man once gave a great banquet and invited many. And at the time for the banquet he sent his servant to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a field, and I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to examine them. Please have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house became angry and said to his servant, Go out quickly to the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in the poor and crippled and blind and lame. And the servant said, Sir, what you commanded has been done, and still there is room. And the master said to the servant, Go out to the highways and hedges, and compel people to come in, that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who were invited shall taste my banquet. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Continue with the Common Responsory on page 263. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of your house, and the place where your glory dwells. We continue with the Ten Commandments, the Apostles' Creed, and the Lord's Prayer. You shall have no other gods. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother, You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. St. John writes, Do not marvel, brothers, that the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. Whoever does not love abides in death. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Are these not some pretty radical words? Last in the week I spoke on the word love from the scriptures, and our text today is from the same epistle. Read in the same context as the Old Testament and Gospel readings for this Sunday, one thing becomes very clear. Vocation. What is it that man is to do in this world? How am I supposed to live with my neighbors? June can be a hard month for Christians to hold to the truth and speak in love, but let's face it. Every month is equally as hard. What the scriptures command us to do is radical. But what does this word mean? The dictionary defines radical as 1. Going to the root or origin, 2. Thoroughgoing or extreme, especially as regards change from accepted or traditional forms, 3. Favoring drastic political, economic, or social reforms, This word can even be used as a slang term for something that is cool or excellent. This word has been thrown around so much in our political world that it seems to have lost its actual meaning. It seems as though today anyone who doesn't disagree with me or who doesn't agree with me and my choices is deemed a radical. How many of you would classify yourself as a radical? Looking at the first two definitions of the word, Christianity is very radical. It is a belief that goes right to the root of humanity, the origin of all creation. It is also an extreme change from death to life, from sin to grace. Even in slang terms, to be a Christian is a most excellent adventure. As more and more people turn away from the Bible or see it as something no different than a book of fairy tales, True Christianity becomes more and more radical. In fact, you and I are products of an inherited philosophy that is actually against the Bible. For the past 300 years or so, there has been a shift in the belief of man. It is taught that man is good within himself, and the best for man is to see this good within yourself and exercise it, make it better, make it grow. Various Christian groups have tried to combine this philosophy with God and say, God created us, we owe it to him to recognize this and grow this good human potential in all of us. The basic belief is that there is good in everybody. We just have to bring it out. The schools are built on this, much parenting is based on this, and so, of course, many will approach the Bible in this way. Instead of understanding it as God's word that is built on truth, it is turned into a book that is only there to help my own goodness shine forth, and yours. Then using our own truths, they don't even have to look the same. Brothers and sisters in Christ, you see this trend. Many think of religion, especially the Christian faith, as a personal choice that is of relatively little significance. Just listen to how people talk about God. It is often a confession of my mere person. It is left in the realm of a personal thing between them and God, and no one else has any need to know about it or has anything to say about it. For many, the life lived in the church building is divorced from their life lived in the home, or at school, or at the ballpark, or with friends. Parents have been willing to sacrifice their kids to many other gods and pacify themselves with, well, at least they're going somewhere. Now, this doesn't mean that they're unbelievers. It doesn't mean that they're going to hell. It doesn't mean, or what it does mean, It means that they're in danger. If we believe that we teach the truth, and the truth will set you free. If we believe that good food is needed for life and strength and growth, how can we then be okay with less than the best? How can we not want what is eternally best for our children? Is it not dangerous to have the truth of God's word that we have worked so hard to teach and instill slowly eroded by false teaching? This is not just for parents, is it? The same is true for every one of our neighbors, and every one with whom we come into contact in our vocations. That's one of the points of the text from First John this morning. Don't be surprised when the world hates you. You've passed from death to life. While the world lives in death and is passing away, you have been buried with Christ through baptism and given a new life. You have eternal life and a love from the Father that no darkness can overcome. In this new life, your love is God's love. God's definition of love is different than that of the world. People don't have a good inside them that needs to be fostered and realized. They are made in God's image, but since the fall into sin, they are completely corrupted by sin. They need forgiveness. They need salvation. They need life. All of these come from outside themselves. They are gifts that are given by God through his own appointed means. The Christian faith is radical. Radical is going to the root, the very origin. The Christian faith is not merely an intellectual opinion that one adopts and then exchanges for something better when it comes along. It is not a simple feel-good philosophy or a do-it-yourself betterment project. The Bible is not a moralistic self-help-building program. The Christian faith is thoroughgoing change. Paul says if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. We confess in the small catechism, what benefits does baptism give? It works the forgiveness of sins, rescues from death and the devil, and gives eternal salvation to all who believe this, as the words and promises of God declare. What does such baptizing with water indicate? It indicates that the old Adam in us should by daily contrition and repentance be drowned and die with all sins and evil desires, and that a new man should daily emerge and arise to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. John writes, Do not marvel, brothers, that the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. Whoever does not love abides in death. In this new life of faith, the new creature The new man living in righteousness and purity is seen through the love of one another in Christ. This is one of the radical signs. The world hates us because we are fundamentally different. We love one another, and the world hates us. Since we love what the world hates, we know that we are not of the world, but of God. Just a couple of verses before our text, John takes us radically back to the very origin. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous as he is righteous. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, for God's seed abides in him. And he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. By this it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. We should not be like Cain, who was of the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil, and his brother's were righteous. Now the transformation may not always be so obvious to us because we are the ones transformed. It's like smelling your own breath. If you have onion breath, someone usually has to tell you because you are accustomed to it. We don't feel all that righteous, nor do we feel all that loving. The righteousness is Christ, and we use what we have been given. The love is God's love, and we live it out, pouring out upon others. But the world can see it. And it hates us with a violent hatred. You can see that hatred in the way the world treats Christians and their faith compared with how it deals with Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, the spiritual nature of yoga, which focuses on tuning your individual conscience to the universal consciousness, or Native American spirituality. One is good, protected, defended, excuses made for it even when it's evil, and the other is despised even when it serves the public good. They will take your good deeds for all they are worth and then curse you for being who you are as you walk away. <clears throat> Read the first epistle of John and you will be struck by how black and white John is and how thoroughgoing going the demands of the faith are. There are no halfway measures. Our love is to echo the love of Christ. We are to be like him. By this we know love, that Jesus laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. Love is seen in Jesus. He laid down his life for us. That is our functional definition of love. Bear the cross, lay down your life for one another. Our love for one another should look like his love for us. Difficult to do, difficult to imagine, frightening to even think about. Tracing faith back to its very origin, radical faith finds the demands of this passage are absolute and daunting, which should give you a clue. Are these words law or gospel? Of course, when John writes about Jesus lying down his life for us, that's gospel, sweet and pure. When he tells us that we should lay down our lives for one another, that's law. It is true and it is valid, but it is only capable of accusing us. We are not capable of keeping it perfectly. That truth doesn't excuse us from trying, it excuses us from despair. Christ has died for us. So when we find ourselves crushed by this law, just as by any other, we must hear the word of God, the absolution, telling us that Christ has died for us and we are forgiven. We are set free to love God and love one another, to live out that love to the best of our ability, always calling on God to fill us up with his spirit and enable us to do more, to do better, to follow in the footsteps of his Son. Holiness Righteousness befits the people of God. We may not be able to do it well, but that doesn't stop us from trying, and repenting when we fail, and calling on God to enable us to do more and do better, and then trying again. Our love and imitation of Christ is part of the reason that the world hates us. We look like Christ to them. We don't let the world shape us, our values and our attitudes or our actions. We are shaped by Christ and his love for us, And his word, which works in us and on us. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. Whoever does not love abides in death. For everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. It's a simple formula, but it goes right to the root of who you are. God knows only two conditions here love and hate. There is no sliding scale, just one thing or the other. Either you love your brother or you hate him. The text here refers to brothers in the faith. Our brothers are fellow believers, both male and female. The world has the unbelievers as their brothers. They share a faith too, a common hatred of God and love of self above all. The grass isn't really greener on the other side here. They hate each other too. They hate us more, but they have no real love for each other. You can feel the truth of that. Your sinful flesh informs you. You know how easy it is to hate and how anger is the easiest emotion to summon up. True love, compassion, and genuine concern for one another is difficult. It is so difficult it must be inspired, poured out into you by God. Even then our flesh gets in the way. We have to confess failure and lack of love far too often. Only Jesus loves completely. Your apathy, your lack of true love is a sign of your sin. You can see your lack of love. Jesus took that up to the cross for you and died for you that you might live. Trust in Jesus and in his salvation. Thanks be to God for this church. In truth and love, we are filled, overflowing with the gifts of his son. Here we don't just talk about love. Love is done. Old atoms are drowned. New lives are given. Forgiveness is bestowed. The body and blood of Christ that was crucified and died for our sin is present on the altar. Love distributed for you to eat and drink for the forgiveness of all your sins. In loving, simple response, you turn and love one another. This we talked about a bit last week. You are here filled, and then that love outpours towards your neighbor. Love is not just talked about, it is shown, it is lived in word and deed. The Christian faith is a gift of God. Through word and sacrament, it is given, fed, and strengthened. As the children of God, we seek to live out the reality of who we are and what we have been given, even though we must do so in the face of sinful flesh that does not want to live it out with us. Brothers and sisters, take heart. Don't marvel that the world hates you. This love, this Christ, defines who you are, whose you are. You have passed from death life, The Christian faith is not a simple thing. It is not a choice one makes or an option in life. It is who you are right to the core. It is a radical, most excellent thing. Amen. Let us pray. Though alive, I'm dead in sin, lost to all good things by nature. Holy Ghost, change me within, make of me a newborn creature. For the flesh works ruination and can never gain salvation. Faith and hope and charity graciously, O Father, give me. Be my guardian constantly, that the devil may not grieve me. Grant me humbleness and gladness, peace and patience in my sadness. Help me speak what's right and good, and keep silence on occasion. Help me pray, Lord, as I should. Help me bear my tribulation. Help me die, and let my spirit everlasting life inherit. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. We sing hymn TLH 411 from eternity, O God.
1: sin, lost to all good things by nature, Holy Ghost, change me within, make of me a newborn creature, for the flesh works ruination, and can never gain salvation. Perverse reflection. Quench all thoughts that are not right. Hold my reason in subjection. Grant that I, from thee with yearning wisdom, always may be. Create a heart in me That in thee my God believeth And o'er all the iniquity Of my sins most truly grieveth When dark hours of woe betide me In the wounds of Jesus Jesus hide me as a branch upon a vine, it my blessed Lord implant me never of my head divine to remain a member. My Lord and Savior, be my life and love forever. Faith and hope and charity, graciously, O Father, give me. Be my guardian constantly that the devil may not grieve me. Grant me humbleness and gladness, peace and patience in my sadness. Help me speak what's right and good, and keep silence on occasion. Help me pray, Lord, as I should. Help me bear my tribulation. Help me die and let my spirit everlasting life in him.
0: amen in peace let us pray to the lord lord have mercy for the gift of divine peace and of pardon with all our heart and with all our mind let us pray to the lord lord have mercy for the holy christian church here and scattered throughout the world and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith let us pray to the lord lord have mercy for this nation For our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather, and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those in need, for the hungry and homeless, for the widowed and orphaned, and for all those in prison, Let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. For the sick and the dying, and for all those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. Finally, for these and for all our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. O Lord, since you never fail to help and govern those whom you nurture in your steadfast fear and love, work in us a perpetual fear and love of your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by the patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen.
1: Christ has been raised from the dead. Alleluia. Our Passover lamb has been sacrificed Raised from the dead, he will never die again Death has no more dominion over him Christ has been raised from the dead, allelu To sin once for all, living he lives to God. Count yourselves as dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Christ has been raised from the dead. Alleluia. Alleluia.
0: Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve us. Amen. We sing hymn LSB 781, We give thee but thine own.
1: Stewards true receive, and gladly as thou blessest us, to thee our first fruits give. Lambs for whom the shepherd bled are straying from the fold. To comfort and to bless, to find a balm for woe, <clears throat> to tend the lone and fatherless, his angel's work below. captive to release to God the lost to bring to teach the way of life and peace it is a Christ like thing and we believe thy word though dear our faith may be Therefore, Thine we do, O Lord, we do it unto.